Welcome to the Leadership You Podcast. Christina here, and today I had the privilege of interviewing one of the smartest people I know, Betsy Jackson. Not only is Betsy a great personal friend, but she's an incredible mental health professional and has this wonderful way of breaking down big ideas into small practical steps. So grab a pad and pen because in this episode, you're going to want to take detailed notes. Betsy shares so many great tips from her work in the mental health field. We hope to have her as a regular contributor to the show. In the past, mental health was viewed with a bit of a stigma. Now, leaders realize the value of taking the time to focus not only on their physical health, but also on their mental, emotional, and spiritual wellness. Each aspect is essential to a leader's overall well-being. In this episode of Leadership U, Betsy talks us through the importance of self-care and how leaders can develop a healthy lifestyle that allows them to be at their very best. Enjoy the show. So we're just talking about um, self-care for leaders. So right. give me a little bit of your background, who you are, where you went to school, okay. all that good stuff. Okay. My background, um, I started, I'm from Springfield, Missouri. So I'm a Missouri Midwestern girl. Um, lived in St. Louis before that. And um, I went to Southwest Missouri State University, which is now Missouri State University. Um, I graduated there with my undergraduate. And then I went to Palm Beach Atlantic University here in Florida for my master's degree in counseling. So um, I finished, I had a big gap in between there because I got married and um, sort of had a family. I had my stepdaughter and um, just paid attention to family for a while and, and worked as a teacher and then an admin. So then once I finished my master's degree, I was able to do counseling in the community. That's awesome. And uh, what do you specialize in with counseling or do you do everything? Um, I do a little bit of everything right now, but I specialize in play therapy. So working with kids and parenting, is that's my favorite. So I love to work with the kids and do play therapy and just uh, their, their innocence is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, just being able to connect with them and they don't have as, much, as many defenses. Um, so it's easier to teach children some of the the self-coping skills and um, to be aware of their emotions than it is adults because they've built up defenses over the years and through circumstances and um, it just seems to be a little easier to get them early. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay so um, we want to talk about self-care especially for leaders (laughs) so um, can you describe what self-care is just a general overview. So in my opinion, self-care is really um, organizing your life according to what your limits are, knowing Mm -hmm. your limits and um, organizing your life around that. A lot of times leaders take on too much Mm -hmm. and they just will say yes to everything and end up being exhausted and burning out. So um, self-care can... You know, we can look at it as I get to go have a massage, but ultimately it can be much harder than that because it is saying no, it is setting limits, um, setting time limits, and um, it's often doing the things that are difficult, the consistency and um, 
taking in information that that builds your mind and um, connecting with people having relationships that are important to you and if you don't set parameters and limits in your life then you will become all work mm. and that is a dangerous place to get to that is where we see people especially in leadership losing connection with their families losing connection with their children with their spouses um, and we really see a lot of the problems that result years down the line okay. because limits aren't set for self-care making sure that you're resting, making sure that you have good nutrition, making sure that you are getting activity and you're growing just in interests, um, okay. play and creativity, and definitely spiritually, that you are taking in information or, and um, spiritual things, not just giving out. Right. Um, and so to me, the self-care is really looking at all these areas of your life and making sure that you're investing in what God has given you. He's given you a temple. He's given, given us one thing, mm. and that is our body, and then that time that goes with that. And if we're not investing in that, we're just squandering the resources he's given us. I love that. And you said um, you said a lot of times we view self-care as like maybe going to get a massage. And I think a lot of people kind of have that viewpoint now mm -hmm. that that's what self-care is, is kind of treating yourself. Right. Um, but do you think self-care is regulated to maybe just like gender or background or, or is it for everyone? Mm -hmm. Everyone should be invested in self-care. I really think everyone needs to understand what self-care is and um, to take time to to invest in their own self-care. And um, it doesn't matter where you are in life. It doesn't matter whether you're, you have many resources or few resources. Mm. You have to set up your life and organize your life to protect the, what you have, mm. to protect your talents, your gifts, um, your energy. And if you don't do that, you never will get to the place of success that you desire and get out of maybe poverty or out of those things, um, those areas that people struggle with. Right. That's good. Mm -hmm. So what are some red flags for leaders? Uh, maybe I'm a leader and I'm going about my daily life. What's some red flags to look out for that I desperately need to start taking care of myself <laughs> a little bit better? Um, when your days go on and on okay. and you don't have set hours, that's mm. definitely a red, red flag. When you're taking calls, um, returning emails, um, you're constantly responding to people's needs mm. uh, at times that you should be off the clock. Okay. Those are definitely red flags. When your kids, if you have them, are mm -hmm. asking for time with you, um, if they're wanting you to help with their homework, if they're wanting you to play with them and you're repeatedly saying no, or if you're missing out on, it, on family events, mm. um, missing out on time with friends, um, those are things that are definitely red flags. Okay. Are there any mental red flags we should be looking for? Say you think you're pretty balanced in life, but then stuff starts popping up that you can, can be on the lookout for. Yeah. Um, mentally, probably if your thoughts are hard to stop, ah. if you don't rest, Okay. when you go to bed, if your thoughts are just swirling mm -hmm. and you can't fall asleep, um, that's definitely a red flag. Okay. If you wake up in the middle of the night worrying about your your responsibilities, if you wake up in the morning and um, feel like you have to be on the go, ah. those are all the mental signs that you're probably going to end up with some burnout. Okay. Um, and sleep is definitely an important one. A lot of 
successful people sleep very little. <laughs> and they always say, well, I don't need sleep. Um, and some people need less than others. Mm -hmm. However, they have to get rest. Your brain requires sleep to process information. So if people are not sleeping or if they feel like their brains are just constantly on the go, mm -hmm. they really need to pay attention to that um, and take some time to organize their lives, to organize their schedules and maybe let go of some things. That's hard for a lot of people, mm, but that's good. Right? It's hard for most leaders. Yeah. Because then that that's in our society it says that you're not successful if you don't right. do everything. Right. And if you don't do everything, you won't succeed. Right. So it is really hard for leaders. That's hard. So what are some practical tips that you could give leaders to maybe let go of things or to practice mm -hmm. self-care? What's some just like easy steps that we can take right away? Just some some quick and easy. Oh, it is hard. That's a hard thing. Yeah. <laughs> because we usually are there when we've already said yes to so many things uh, that it's really hard to figure out what to start saying no to and that fear of um, disappointing people. Uh, so I think you really have to sit down and map it out. Okay. Like, you know, Dave Ramsey always says, on put it on paper on purpose yeah. um, for your finances, but it's also your time. Mm. that You really have to sit down and map out your time Okay. and see what is – taking too much time and be realistic okay. about what where your time is going. So it's almost like uh, an accounting of your calendar. I love that. Um, to see where, what is taking so long to do and how much time you're investing in different tasks. Mm. Um, and so at first you're just tracking. Just track your calendar for a week. So maybe do a, a journal entry mm -hmm. of each item that you do? Okay. Right, yeah. And then just see – you know, based on that, maybe you have to talk to somebody that can kind of help evaluate that okay. and a boss or a mentor that, that can help you assess, okay, you're spending too much time in this area. Mm. What can you do? Can you let go of this or can you delegate this? Okay. Um, just that accounting of your time is pretty critical. Okay. I love that. That's easy and practical. We can mm -hmm. jump in on that. Yeah. Um, I love it because one time when I was stuck, I came to you for some advice <laughs> and you gave me some awesome self-care advice. And it was right. basically to focus on the five senses mm -hmm. and to do one thing that you enjoyed from each one. Can you mm -hmm. give our listeners just a little bit of a breakdown with how we did sure. that? Yeah. Um, and, and that's called anchoring okay. in the mental health field. Um, so you use your five senses and people do it in different ways, but just focusing on each sense that and, and what you can take in through that sense. So you spend a few minutes and you look around, you use your sight, mm -hmm. your hearing, your taste, the touch, and the smell. And you take time to really focus in on each of those senses, mm -hmm. what you're experiencing in that moment. Mm. And some people will say to find three things in each area. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's not how many, it's just doing it. Right. And making sure that you're you're taking time to be grounded in the moment. Mm. Um, it kind of lets your brain focus in on those senses and it creates um, a connection with reality. Mm. So you're not drifting away into yeah. the next moment. Um, and hopefully it helps you to relax a mm -hmm. little bit. And, That's good. Um, and, and part of that you can have a um, – I've had people create a little um, first – aid kit, if you will, with uh -huh. their senses. So they have a little box of things that they like. 
um, and you know, a picture of something that you enjoy looking at a sunset or mm -hmm. your dog, uh -huh. um, and something that you can taste like a piece of candy or some gum in there. Uh -huh. Um, and taking the time to really notice the flavors and notice what's going on in that flavor. Uh -huh. Um, it's mindfulness too, yeah. you know, just being mindful of what you're smelling. Um, you can have a candle in that little mm -hmm. kit, um, listening to something, have a song that you always go to or a, um, a podcast that you like to go to. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the yeah. plug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, just being attentive to those those things to help you be grounded. I love that. That was very helpful for me. Good. Yeah, Good. I liked it. Um, so as leaders, once we get ourselves taken care of and we, we know our boundaries, we set our limits, mm -hmm. how do we look for those red flags in our followers and what can we do mm -hmm. to help them create um, self-care plans? That's a really good question. Um, checking in with them, okay. clearly, making sure that um, their time, mm -hmm. it, that they are managing their time and their calendar rather than their calendar managing them. Mm. Um and maybe even sitting down with them, like choosing a few that you literally sit down with and ask, hey, let's break down your week. Um, tell me what you're doing with family. Tell me what you're reading. Wow. Tell me when you're worshiping. Mm. Um, and, and really break that down in these areas like play and creativity and um, physical exercise and nutrition. And people may feel like that's pretty intrusive, mm -hmm. but it's pretty important. Yeah. And if you, you know, as a leader, if you just have four or five people that you can, you can select to do that from time to time. Um, if you ask somebody, Hey, are you taking care of yourself? Yeah. What's their, their answer going to always be? Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because we're not going to accept that we're not. Right. Um, but when you really see it defined mm. where you have to stop and, and analyze it and, admit, yeah, I haven't actually been to church in about three weeks because I've been serving. Right. Um, or yeah, I haven't read anything lately because I'm just too busy with this project. Mm. Um, or I haven't taken a day to just spend with my family mm -hmm. because work is just overwhelming and I'm exhausted. Right. So until we really look at each of those areas, mm. somebody might be doing great in a couple of those areas right? and taking some time, but all of our areas of, of ourselves need to be cared for. And um, I think that as a leader, we can check in and be really specific with people. I love that. That's yeah. really good. Are there um, any resources that you would recommend to leaders to start reading to learn more about self-care or to get some ideas on how to set boundaries in their life? <laughs> Well, the, my <clears throat> go-to book is always Boundaries <laughs> by Dr. Henry Cloud and, and Dr. John Townsend. Mm -hmm. um, that's a good book. It deals probably more with families. I'm not really sure. But mm -hmm. um, as far as self-care, there, there are a lot of books out there okay. um, on self-care. I am not sure I've even read them. But <laughs> I am writing, right? I'm writing a yeah. book on self-care. We'll get, that, get to that one day. I'm so um, excited about that. <laughs> but... Um, there are there is another good book that I really like, and it's in relationships. Okay, um, and that is a gift from the heart. Mm. I cannot recall the author's name, but um, it's a book on building strong relationships. Mm -hmm. And as leaders, you have to have healthy relationships right. to be a healthy leader and to have good self care. If mm -hmm. you don't have those relationships, you don't have anyone that's going to say, "Hey, I think you're exhausting yourself." Yeah, right or 
I haven't noticed you have been involved in, in our group lately. What's going on? Mm -hmm. You know, so, so building relationships is really a, an important part of self-care. Okay. Um, and that book is pretty helpful. I know your book's not out yet, but would you tell <laughs> us a little bit about it? And uh, you said you had uh, five or six areas you were mm -hmm. focusing in on the book. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I think it really just is a good overlay for self-care and how as leaders we can compartmentalize each area. Okay. Um, so spiritually, uh, I've found, okay, I've been doing mental health for over seven years, I would say. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times spirituality was pushed out of mental health field. Mm. Um, but even the APA is accepting that our spirituality is a big part of humanity. Right. And so they're encouraging therapists now to include spirituality, which yeah. you've always been allowed to. If a, if a client brings spirituality in, mm -hmm. then ethically you're supposed to acknowledge that and work with that. Right. But um, seeing the benefit of spirituality and understanding God mm -hmm. is really a critical part of self-care. Okay. Um, and so I'm hoping to expound on that a little more, just that, that time with God um, in prayer and praise, mm. um, that daily time. And I feel like a duh moment <laughs> in the Christian world. It's right. like, yeah, duh. But very few people actually spend time just with God. Right. It's mostly in a rush asking for things. Wow. Um, and it's great to ask him for things. The word clearly shows us how to ask him for things. Mm -hmm. But there's also examples of going away and just being with God. Wow. And um, just letting him speak, right? And, and us not being the one that's doing all the speaking. So there's some rest involved in that. That's good. Um, and then definitely taking in information. Okay. Um, the word of God. Um, cognitive behavioral therapy shows us that we have to analyze our thoughts mm. and our emotions and then our behaviors. And if we don't have a healthy thought to replace a negative thought with, then it's so much easier for that negative thought to continue. Wow. Um, in secular psychology, they focus on positive thinking. Mm-hmm. Like you take that negative thinking, you find what is is good to think about, and you shift your thinking. Wow! If we have the word of God, in spite of in in place of that, and we use our our thinking, and we add the word in every day, and build our lives on the word, that is a huge part of self care mm -hmm. because we're changing our thoughts, and how that is done is personal. Mm -hmm. um, you know whether you want to read the entire Bible through in a year, or you want to memorize scriptures and just read a little, I think everybody has to figure out what works for them. Okay. Um, but definitely taking in that positive message mm. um, and meditating on those those scriptures that stand out to you. Wow. The things that, um, that God really speaks to you, taking time to repeat that, rehearse that, um, think about that, meditate on that, because that helps replace all of those negative thoughts right. that we so easily learn as children, teenagers, etc. Mm. Um, and so those are actually the first two, which again, That's spiritual it. disciplines. <laughs> it, it, and they're hard. They're hard. Right? They're, they're hard, hard to things. master. Right. 
um, where going back to self-care is not easy. It's not just going and getting a massage or having some chocolate. Right. Um, those can be part of self-care, mm-hmm. taking a break um, and, and treating yourself. But it's those consistent hard things um, and then organizing your time. Mm-hmm. And something that I've found is that grieving and recognizing grief, a lot of people do not understand that when they're feeling big emotions of sadness, um, frustration, anger, that a lot of that is a grief process. Mm. Um, maybe they don't have the marriage that they'd always hoped for. Maybe they don't have the career they'd wow. always hoped for. And, you know, maybe they've lost their health. And there is this grieving process that many times we just dismiss it and think it's we're moody or, you know, depressed or some other mental health issue, but it can really be grief. Wow. So stopping and addressing that sadness and honoring what you've lost Uh is an important thing to do. And grieving is a part of everything. Yeah. Even, even good things. Right. You know, you're moving and you're getting a new home, but you're grieving the years that you were in that other home. Um, you're kind of saying goodbye to that season, I should say. Right. Um, wherever you lived. So um, I I love that idea of grieving. How, what are some tools if we realize that we're actually grieving something? What are some tools that we can do self-care in that area? Um, One that's really helpful is journaling. Okay. Uh, And a lot of people see a huge benefit from it. Okay. It's, it can be hard to sit down and take that time. Yeah. And it can be very emotional. Mm. But writing your thoughts and feelings is very helpful. And that is if you don't have somebody that you can sit and talk to. Right. But a lot of times we don't have somebody that we feel comfortable to just like boohoo with <laughs> <laughs> and talk and ugly cry with. <laughs> so um, talking it through is great. And sharing that with someone. Um, But journaling is always available. Okay. You can pick up a journal at 2 in the morning. Yeah. And just start writing. And it doesn't – some people, you know, diaries, you know, they look at it that way. But it's really just expressing your thoughts and your feelings Mm. and really trying to dig into what emotion you're feeling and naming the emotions. And um, and that is a really helpful way. Okay. Yeah. And I think a lot of times, especially like even me as a leader, I want to make sure that I'm okay and I want everyone to think I'm okay even when Mm -hmm. I'm not doing so okay. So um, there's kind of the stigma of going to counseling or getting Mm -hmm. professional help. So what would you say to leaders who maybe are are stuck Mm -hmm. and just to encourage them that it is okay to to talk with somebody? Yeah. Um, Well, in my field, I love mental health. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I do think that it is becoming more acceptable, mm-hmm. fortunately, and it doesn't mean that you're insane right. if you go and seek counseling. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think historically people have always sought counseling, yeah. but they've just sought counsel from a sage person, uh, somebody that was wise and that they could sit down and talk to and that they would listen mm-hmm. and give minimal advice. Um you know, you think of like the grandparent that you just go and sit on their porch and they kind of just listen and, and they're like, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they don't really always say too much, but they might say one statement. Right. And it's like, whew, I needed that. Yeah. So if people think of it that way, that it's really 
just going and having somebody that they can safely and confidentially share everything with mm-hmm. um, and be transparent, the benefit to me of counseling is that you bring the subconscious to the conscious. Right. Most of the time, we bury so much that we aren't even aware of what's happening inside. And so sitting and talking through, it, it's not always about what the counselor says or what the counselor advises. Mm-hmm. It's more about hearing yourself wow. say the things you say. Okay. And then thinking it through after you leave. Like, mm. man, do I really believe that? Should I believe that? Wow. Um, am I really letting that happen to my to me? Um, should I, you know, what should I do with this? Mm. So a lot of times people gain more insight just in opening up mm-hmm. and having somebody that's safe that isn't going to criticize, judge, problem solve for you. Right. Um, and so if people see counseling as that, that just safe space to be able to process their thoughts and their feelings, mm-hmm. um, I think they'd be more willing to go. And with insurance, you know, I understand that a lot of people don't want to go to a counselor with insurance because you do have to have a diagnosis. Oh, so I see. So self-paying, it's a good investment. It's probably, you know, counseling can be expensive, but mm-hmm. um, to self-pay, you don't have to have a diagnosis. Okay. So that's just a side note. That, but that's helpful <laughs> to know, too, because that's something mm-hmm. people think about. Right. So... Mm-hmm. And diagnosis doesn't always have to be something serious. It could be an adjustment disorder. We right. can, you know, insurance will take that. If there's been a, a change in someone's life in the last six months, they, oh, can, okay. they can have a minor diagnosis. So, okay. yeah. So there work, there's workarounds. Yeah, there's workarounds. But um, yeah, there's a lot of stigma to counseling. Yeah. For sure. Just personally, I've been through it and I've a lot of my family has been through it and it's been so helpful for me. So I really mm-hmm. do encourage leaders um, yes. just to break that stigma, to go talk mm-hmm. to somebody. Right. It's so healthy. Yes. It's really healthy. It really helps to, to break through. Right. Right. And then to be able to help others too because yeah. you learn a lot of techniques and tools yes. like the anchoring mm-hmm. that I was able to help other people with too. So yeah. as a leader, that was good. Good. Yeah. Nice. Well, thanks so much for being on the show, Betsy. I Absolutely. appreciate you. Absolutely. Thank you for the honor. All your wisdom. I think I could say for everyone listening, we are excited for your new book to come <laughs> out. Um, so thanks so much. Yeah. Thank you. For thank you for listening to the Leadership Youth Podcast. For more resources for leaders, visit our website at volunteeru.org.